You can now get two free audiobook downloads and a 30-day free trial at audible.pagosity.tv. Your choice from the world's largest selection of over 180,000 digital audiobooks and spoken word content for your iOS or Android device, Kindle, or MP3 player. Go to audible.pagosity.tv now. Welcome to the Bogosity Podcast for the week of August 26, 2018. The podcast that put the ram in the ramalama ding dong. This is your host, Shane Killian, and please welcome this week a new guest host, The Executioner. Thank you, Shane, for having me on. So uh, tell us a bit about yourself and your YouTube channel. Well, uh, I work on uh, anarcho-capitalist content, mostly uh, debunking leftism and Marxism, kind of same what you guys do. And sometimes I do videos on just economics and stuff like that. So there'll be a link to his channel in the show notes. Please check it out. For now, let's fumigate the news of the bogus. We've covered the horrific effects of the government's war on opioids and how their attempt to stop overdoses has resulted in overdoses increasing exponentially. The CDC just released statistics covering the year 2017 that give us more information on that. Total number of opioid-related deaths rose 8.5% last year, yet deaths from prescription opioids actually fell 2%. And remember how I keep telling everyone to watch out for that word prescription because if they just say opioids, then it includes illegal opioids like heroin. Yeah, it's very misleading when uh, they talk about, oh, opioids. Well, what type of opioids? Prescription or just illegal? Except, get this, heroin-related deaths fell 4%. 4%. So what's going on here? What's causing that big rise? Well, the category is synthetic opioids other than methadone. Mostly what we're talking about is fentanyl and its analogs. So uh, this puts a lot of the previous statistics into context. From 2010 to 2016, heroin deaths increased eight times as fast as the number of heroin users. Well, it seems from this new data that the problem isn't heroin. It's heroin laced with fentanyl or even fentanyl masquerading as heroin. Fentanyl is several times more potent than heroin, and some analogs like carfentanil are thousands of times more potent, so it's easy for users to overdose on it when they think all they're getting is heroin and they just don't understand how strong it is. Yeah, and that's a problem with the drug war. It creates a huge monopoly for black markets to take over, and there really isn't any self-regulation going on, so... Then, yeah, they don't put labels on it or anything. Yeah, they don't put labels, obviously. Meanwhile, far more people continue to be killed by cigarettes and alcohol. For that matter, more people are killed by diabetes and the flu. Yeah, usually government tends to take something that's very small in deaths, and they exaggerate it to a point where they think, oh, it's a huge epidemic, but if you look at all the other things that are killing people, there are a lot more than the thing that's of concern right now, quote-unquote. Well, we've also talked about how people overestimate low risks and underestimate high risks, and you talk about, oh, there's this dangerous new chemical that kills, you know, 10 people a year out of 330 million. You know, that's just a blip, and yet they can make this huge scare over it. Yeah. Well, according to New York Times health reporter Margot Sanger-Katz, quote, 
Unlike heroin, which is derived from poppy plants, fentanyl can be manufactured in a laboratory, and it is often easier to transport because it is more concentrated. Unexpected combinations of those drugs can overwhelm even experienced drug users. While the opioid epidemic was originally concentrated in rural white populations, the death toll is becoming more widespread. The penetration of fentanyl into more heroin markets may explain recent increases in overdose deaths among older urban black Americans. Those who used heroin before the recent changes to the drug supply might be unprepared for the strength of the new mixtures. That explains it, because when you have a market, like with any market, once you restrict the supply of one commodity, they're just going to use another commodity to substitute it. Well, yeah, and we've talked about this before, as government puts more and more restrictions on prescription opioids, not only addicts, but also desperate pain sufferers often turn to the black market for relief. But according to Sanger Katz, quote, Many of the measures which have passed the House but not reached the Senate floor are focused on reducing medical prescription of opioids, so they're just going to make the problem worse. What is it? Uh, insanity doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results? Yeah, I think that's also government actions. Yeah, that's government in general. They just uh, say, oh, it didn't work yesterday. Well, we'll just do it again and see how it works. Kind of reminds me of uh, kind of the movie Dory, where it's kind of like the short-term memory where they can't remember, oh, we passed legislation, I don't know, a month ago. But let's do it again and see what happens, you know? Say, if you're tired of the promos in this podcast, well, the patrons got it early and with no ads or promos. Just go to patreon.bogosity.tv and donate at any level. Do you have children or nieces or nephews? Are you homeschooling or just want to counter some of the socialist indoctrination most children get in school? If so, go to bogosity.tv slash tuttletwins and you'll be taken to a website where you can get some great books for elementary age children. The Tuttle Twins books are books about liberty and free market economics that include children's versions of Bastiat's The Law, Leonard Reed's I Pencil, and Hayek's The Road to Serfdom, as well as books about the Federal Reserve and how regulations protect business cronies. They'll learn about the harm caused by eminent domain, or regulations passed in the name of safety, and fundamental concepts of liberty. And as you can see from the sample pages on the website, they're all easy to read and nicely illustrated. They're just $9.99 a piece, or get a special discount as well as free bonuses when you purchase all five. You can even buy in bulk to donate to schools and local libraries. So get the Tuttle Twins books at bogosity.tv slash Tuttle Twins. Well, check out what Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez just did. She banned reporters from her public town hall meetings, just like a socialist, am I right? Yep. <laughs> you have a bad message? Well, if you have people there to criticize it, people will realize it's a bad message, so you have to ban them. She tweeted last Monday that the press would not be allowed into her listening tour, the series of town hall-style meetings she's doing all over her district, even though they're otherwise open to the public. Wow, it's like she has something to hide. According to her campaign spokesman Corbin Trent, quote, we wanted to help create a space where community members felt comfortable and open to express themselves without the distraction of cameras and press. In other words, the press is the enemy and just makes people uncomfortable. Somehow I think Cortez is the only one who's uncomfortable with the press. 
if anything, the cameras would have people ask better questions because that's the only opportunity they can ask questions. So Trent later backpedaled, saying, It's not been a policy of the campaign. It won't be the policy of the campaign. Because, of course, we all know real socialists wouldn't do anything like that. Yeah, totally. Any socialist, they tend to, if anybody criticizes their ideas, they will try to just either censor or just prevent people from speaking. It's like with the whole Ben Shapiro thing where uh, she accused uh, Ben Shapiro of quote-unquote harassing her when uh, he was just trying to do a debate with her or organize a debate and he even offered something like didn't he offer something like ten thousand dollars to her campaign ten thousand dollars to her campaign or a charity of her choice yeah yep it just goes to show even when there's incentives socialists just ignore it If you're on the Wi-Fi in a coffee shop or hotel, anyone on that network can get your traffic. Do you really trust all of those strangers? For that matter, do you really trust your ISP? A VPN can protect you from prying eyes, disguise your location, and even foil government sensors. It's essential in this day and age. So go to vpn.bogosity.tv and you'll be taken to BoxPN. Starting at just $2.99 a month, you can get unlimited high-speed connections to VPN servers all over the world. And they don't log connections, so your privacy is assured. Traveling abroad, just VPN home, and don't worry about what those other governments are doing. Back at home, stop your ISP from traffic shaping and messing with the quality internet access you're paying good money for. You can connect from multiple machines at once, including your smartphone or tablet, and it supports all the secure standards, including OpenVPN and SSTP. Bypass sensors and surveillance with your own secure VPN connection. Go to vpn.pagosity.tv. Queer Eye star Jonathan Van Ness is finding himself having to defend himself after saying the wrong thing, resulting in him coming under fire from a left-wing Twitter mob. And what was it he said? That not all Republicans are racist. That, and we should be tolerant of other viewpoints and try to find a mutual understanding. Wow, that is so controversial, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how dare he. How dare he try to find a little bit of unity among people. His horrible tweet read, quote, Not all Republicans are racist, just like not all Democrats are evil. We have to stop demonizing each other. And so his fellow lefties set out to demonize him en masse. Yep, it's just another leftist lynch mob. He also tweeted, Being able to compromise is what's missing from both sides of the American political situation. And the sooner we all get to a place of mutual understanding, the sooner we will get out of this mess. That makes sense. So, I mean, there were dozens, if not hundreds, of these. I'll just give a few examples. LGBT Mayo tweeted, Ah, yes, mutual understanding with racists. Yeah, not like he said, not every Republican's a racist, like not every Democrat's a evil person or a racist themselves. Bobby Libby tweeted, Jonathan, electing centrist and conservative Democrats is what neutered the ACA from being as effective as it could have been. With more progressives instead of dinos, we could have had a public option. This is extremely bad advice. Left punching from you is so disappointing. So it's left punching to say, hey, maybe not everyone on the other side is all that bad. And of course, 
the only reason Obamacare didn't work was because we weren't allowed to do it properly. Oh my god. And it's funny that they say, oh, if only we had a progressive. Well, if you look at it, look back at the history of the United States with the whole progressive movement, it came out of eugenicist ideas. It's just they've changed their rhetoric over time, not necessarily the policies. And it's funny how they call, oh, Trump and the conservatives, they're all racist when the progressives seem to be the most racist when it comes to things. Old Jen Queer tweeted, What is there to compromise over? A failing system that serves only the privileged? Girl, bye! <laughs> Yeah, they think this is a failing system. I wonder what they would think if they lived in, like, the Weimar Republic or something like that. Or, like, Venezuela or something. And other users made comments like, That's like saying not all Nazis hated Jews and gays. Or, No, they are. All Republicans perpetuate institutionalized racism. Oh, my God. You could, if you went back in the 60s, imagine uh, reversing the roles where it, uh, where it was like, not all Democrats uh, perpetuate racial institutions. Well, as the Washington Examiner pointed out, these people are missing the core message of Queer Eye. The series is about five gay men who are very much out, going to areas with a lot of Trump supporters, and talking with them about subjects such as fashion, food, interior design, and culture. Ostensibly, the show is about teaching men how to dress and groom themselves. Under the surface, it's about breaking down barriers raised by social, cultural, and political differences. It's about reaching out to people who are different from you and seeing how much you might actually have in common. And many of the ones they try to build bridges with are Trump-supporting rural conservatives. Wow, it's almost like they're trying to actually build bridges and not burn them. But, I mean, the problem, once again, is that so many people identify themselves and others by group membership, whether it's political affiliation or race or whatever, instead of just seeing everyone as individuals. Yep. It's all about the group mentality. We live in a world where light bulbs connect to the Internet, and recent attacks on them prove that your online security is under threat like never before. Not only your websites, but the Internet-enabled devices you buy. And the biggest problem is weak passwords. That's why you need LastPass. LastPass allows you to randomly generate strong, unique passwords on the web and on your Internet-enabled devices, all protected by one master password. LastPass sets up in minutes and gives you secure automatic logins throughout the web, synchronizing across all your browsers, all your computers, and even your mobile devices, at home, at work, or on the road. It even securely stores sensitive form data, including credit card numbers, backup sensitive documents, software licenses, Wi-Fi logins, and more. And with LastPass Premium, you can get these benefits on other applications, manage passwords for your entire family, and also get priority customer support. Sign up at password.bogosity.tv for a free month of LastPass Premium. Log in securely everywhere using the last password you'll ever have to remember. Go to password.bogosity.tv and get LastPass now. And now it's time to deconflagrate this week's biggest bogani emitter. 
And this week it goes to the news media for their very credulous reporting of the story of a fire department, which they say is due to a lack of net neutrality, which of course will cause people to die. Wow, the fear-mongering. Isn't it like Godzilla riding, uh, Dracula riding Godzilla all over again? Dracula riding Godzilla, yeah. (laughs) It all started when Santa Clara County Fire Chief Anthony Bowden wrote in an addendum to a brief filed by 22 state attorneys general who are trying to overturn the repeal of net neutrality, quote, County Fire has experienced throttling by its ISP, Verizon. This throttling has had a significant impact on our ability to provide emergency services. Verizon imposed these limitations despite being informed that throttling was actively impeding County Fire's ability to provide crisis response and essential emergency services. In light of our experience, County Fire believes it is likely that Verizon will continue to use the exigent nature of public safety emergencies and catastrophic events to coerce public agencies into higher cost plans, ultimately paying significantly more for mission critical service, even if that means risking harm to public safety during negotiations. What's actually happening is they purchased the wrong plan. Although it is an unlimited data plan, that just means there's no overall data cap. Yeah. But the issue of speed is quite different. They bought the cheapest plan available to public sector departments, which gives them 25 gigabytes of high-speed 4G broadband, and after that amount is reached in a month, the speeds drop down to 3G, and even then it's only after they go over the cap for the third month in a row. And Verizon told them that if they needed more data, they should upgrade their plan. Seems sensible to me, but the thing about it is, the whole internet thing, what happened to radios and stuff like that, that's a great way to communicate with uh, emergency responders, though. CB radio and just radio in general. But I mean, seriously, this is how all of our data plans work. Do these guys not understand that? Yeah. It's like how if I go to AT&T, like my ISP provider, and I say to them, Okay, I want unlimited plan. Well, that doesn't mean I get unlimited speed, though. Right, yeah, I'm with T-Mobile, and I have their cheapest one. And it's an unlimited data plan, but after I use 2 gigabytes in a month, they drop me down to 3G or 2G speeds or whatever it is. That's how it works. Yeah, that's how the early internet worked. I remember uh, how it was, I think it was with broadband, there was limited bandwidth and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I remember when I first got on, you had to pay per kilobyte that was uh, transmitted. And then after that, they said, well, okay, we're not going to charge you by the kilobyte, but we are going to charge you for the length of time you're connected, because it wasn't an always-on connection like most people have now. Then it changed to just a, okay, you have this much download and this much upload. And I believe that's how it works nowadays, for speed, anyways. But if you read through the emails in the public filing, you'll find out that a lot of this brouhaha is over an extra $2 a month. Wow, an extra $2 a month. That's just... Yep. It's not like they couldn't just pay the $2. So the news media is all in an uproar over how Verizon is risking harm to public safety. But how is that not the Santa Clara County Fire Department for not wanting to upgrade their plan to the kind that they actually need to provide the service. Yeah, it should really be whoever did the awful decision not to 
upgrade should be held responsible. It shouldn't be Verizon, the service provider, being held accountable for the idiot decision the customer made. And besides, plans like this do not violate net neutrality rules. They were completely in place while net neutrality was in force. Yeah, that makes sense. If it's not against net neutrality, then why do we need net neutrality to regulate that? I don't see the point. According to a statement from Verizon, quote, We made a mistake in how we communicated with our customer about the terms of its plan. Like all customers, fire departments choose service plans that are best for them. This customer purchased a government contract plan for a high-speed wireless data allotment at a set monthly cost. Under this plan, users get an unlimited amount of data, but speeds are reduced when they exceed their allotment until the next billing cycle. Yeah, just as I said, just because you have unlimited data does not mean you get unlimited speed. That, that would never work. And yet, even after all this, the fire department doubled down and insisted that this really is about the loss of net neutrality, and the press and internet pundits just unthinkingly supported it, blasting Verizon for putting lives in danger instead of berating the fire department for mismanaging things. If anything, the fire department put people in danger, not Verizon, which wasn't even there. So all of that makes both the Santa Clara County Fire Department and the news media this week's biggest bogani emitter. If you're going to shop online, use our special links to shop at Amazon. Clear your cookies and go to Amazon.Pagosity.tv, and you won't pay a penny more for your purchase. If you haven't used the mobile app in the last 12 months, or even at all, go to get5.bogosity.tv on your phone or tablet and get $5 off your order of $10 or more. Go to prime.bogosity.tv for a free 30-day trial of Amazon Prime and enjoy thousands of movies and TV episodes, borrow Kindle books, and get unlimited two-day shipping for free. And speaking of Kindle, go to kindle.bogosity.tv for a 30-day free trial to Kindle Unlimited, read over 1 million books, and listen to thousands of audiobooks on any device. You can go to music.bogosity.tv and get a free 30-day trial of Amazon Music Unlimited with access to Amazon's entire library of 10 million songs, ad-free and with unlimited skips, and even download to listen offline. All great ways to help this podcast simply by shopping at Amazon. And now it's time to desanitize this week's Idiot Extraordinary. And this week it goes to the New York Department of Sanitation for removing trash cans, claiming it will make the city cleaner. Yeah, that's like saving the trees by burning the whole forest down. Regulars in New York's West End noticed a few months ago that trash baskets on street corners were overflowing. The more attentive of them noticed why. There were now only two baskets on every intersection, not four as before. So one of them called 311 and asked why, and was told that the baskets had been removed because people were putting trash in them. Oh my god, that's just the fiends. According to DSNY Community Liaison Nick Sacharo, quote, For some reason, when there's a garbage can on a corner, it attracts litter. The corner without a basket is the cleanest corner. Really? Maybe because people are just taking trash to one of the other corners? And their tax dollars pay this guy's salary. 
Yeah, this dude should really get either a CAT scan, because he obviously has something wrong with his head if he thinks, Oh, you have two trash cans, well, if you remove one, it's gonna be cleaner all of a sudden. DSNY spokesman Dina Montez said that baskets are just supposed to be for pedestrian litter, not residential. She said, quote, Removing chronically abused and misused baskets is a practice we do citywide, and it has proven to be effective and beneficial in reducing drop-offs and improper trash disposal. Wow, that isn't going to cause any more littering or any more problems that then they're going to complain about whoever they're going to blame later along the line because they don't want to take responsibility for removing the garbage bins. Aaron Biller, head of community group Neighborhood in the 90s, isn't buying it. Quote, In deciding it could treat West End Avenue and Riverside Drive as residential areas that need less service, sanitation does not consider that these so-called residential streets have a fair number of commercial facilities like SRO and commercial hotels, shelters, facilities for the elderly, and a major park that attract large numbers of visitors. On top of our residents, who need a place for their refuse, WEA and Riverside are also densely packed with apartment buildings, some as high as 20 stories. The geography of the community, with its long avenue blocks, also makes a compelling argument for a can on all four corners. Yeah, it's not like in a free market that it would be up to supply and demand and stuff like that, but the government, as always, doesn't know how to manage things. That's also how regular dog walker Melissa G. feels, quote, When the trash cans overflow, it's vile. I want a can back on every corner. It was one of those great New York things not to have to walk a mile with a bag of poop. Oh my god. So all of that makes the New York Department of Sanitation this week's... Idiot Extraordinary! Well, that wraps up this Had to Pay $50 and Pick Up the Garbage edition of the Bogosity Podcast. Come join the discussion at forum.bogosity.tv or discord.bogosity.tv and feel free to send a question, statement, news article, or rant in text or audio to podcast at bogosity.tv. This podcast depends on you to keep going, so please donate using the links on the website or the QR codes in the thumbnail, or support Shane DK on Patreon or Maker Support to get the podcast and YouTube videos early and without ads or promos. Thank you for listening, and thanks to the Executioner for joining me. No problem. Thank you for having me on. Until next time, here's a quote from H.L. Mencken. Democracy, in fact, is always inventing class distinctions, despite its theoretical abhorrence of them. The Bogosity Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution on Commercial Liberty's 4.0 International License. Bogosity. Want answers to creationist claims against evolution? Would you like to know more about evolution yourself, or even engage creationists more directly, with actual peer-reviewed sources to back you up? My book, How Evolution is Scientific, is designed to show the basics of evolutionary theory and how it is so well supported using the scientific method. It's impeccably sourced, with references to the actual scientific material, and is arranged using the creationists' own criteria of what is scientific. 
using their own arguments against them, see how evolution is scientific, but creationism is not, based on observations, accurate predictions, logic, and evidence. Get answers to common creationist claims, and even a primer on abiogenesis, the start of all life. It's all in my book, How Evolution is Scientific, available at Amazon and on Kindle, EPUB, and PDF as well. Get How Evolution is Scientific and never be taken in by creationists again.